together those three stations carry this radio show to almost 100 countries around the world. The show also streams from my website, alturnerradioshow.com. We talk about news and issues of the day on this show. More often than not, news that the mass media simply doesn't report. If you'd like to call this show to express your opinion about news, the telephone number you can dial, country code 1-201-771-3013. It's a slow news day insofar as things that matter. There are, of course, numerous stories coming out of the Middle East who did this terrible thing and who did that terrible thing. And I have to tell you, I am, I don't know, I've had my fill of covering the atrocities going on, let's say, in the Israel-Hamas conflict and similarly the Ukraine-Russia conflict. I've just had my fill. I mean, with the Russia-Ukraine thing, when they started having um, chemical weapons attacks where drones were dropping canisters with nerve agents, that really caused me to back away from the minute-by-minute, incident-by-incident coverage of a conflict zone. Because it's just too horrifying to see day in, day out. It it takes uh, an emotional toll on pretty much any normal, rational person who ends up viewing this stuff. And similarly with the Israel-Hamas thing, I mean, I I covered the bombing of uh, schools and the bombing of hospitals and the bombing of refugee camps and the bombing of ambulance convoys. And it just became too gory. And when the uh, when the Israeli Defense Force entered, uh, let's say, Al Shifa Hospital two days ago. And there were minute-by-minute reports of gunfire in the corridors. And then the video comes out showing the troops making entry and blood all over the floors and people laying in hallways. And uh, it it, it just got overwhelming. At least, At least for me. Maybe, 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 maybe I'm getting soft in my old age. age you know? 61 years old isn't that old. But my, my, it's not, it's not that my tolerance isn't, isn't there, there anymore. anymore. My, my willingness to tolerate it isn't there anymore. For instance, today, an orthopedic doctor at a hospital in the Gaza Strip reported that because they are out of medicine and out of anesthesia, they are having to amputate people's limbs without anesthesia, and that they are changing dressings of people who are amputees and now finding 
maggots growing in these people because there are no antibiotics. Now, to me, that's horrifying. And then when you see that there's a four-year-old baby in in one of these uh, reports lost all four limbs and now has maggots. They call them worms. They say there's worms growing in it. There's maggots. That affects me viscerally inside because it's horrifying. And I am not able to fix this. You know? Um, I can't make a donation somewhere. I can't run over to a a pharmacy and grab a box of antibiotics and drive it over there. I can't do anything about this. Helpless. And the only thing that I would be able to do would be to report it, which I'm kind of doing now, but I really don't want to put that stuff on my website. I just don't. And um, that this whole ongoing conflict, Israel, Hamas, Russia, Ukraine, and the other conflicts that are now starting to crop up, uh, has had a very long-term effect, and I've had my fill. So the news that matters is lightweight tonight. For instance, news that matters, Citibank. Citibank is undergoing what they describe as a, quote, massive restructuring, unquote, that will result in what they say, quote, tens of thousands of positions eliminated. Well, for those of you who are not aware, Citigroup currently has 240,000 employees and they have begun reviewing jobs they've reviewed 1% so far and job cuts are expected to happen in multiple rounds beginning this coming Monday well I found out tonight that on Monday Citibank is Citigroup is expected to cut 10,000 jobs. And moments before I came on the air, I found out that they already know they're going to cut at least 24,000 jobs. That's 10% of their entire workforce. And they already know it's going to be that. And they're only, you know, they've only reviewed like 1% of the, uh, the organization. Uh, I was told that mortgage lending in the banking industry is now down 50%. That commercial, I was told that commercial real estate is going right in the gutter. Loans are going bad on large office buildings on strip malls, on large mega shopping malls. 
I was told tonight that car repossessions, people going bad on their car loans, skyrocketing. I was told tonight that credit card defaults, people who can't even make the minimum payment, are rising very fast. I was told that in uh, all banks, deposits are falling, whether that's because people are taking money out to live or taking money out because they don't have confidence in the bank. I don't know. Perhaps it's a combination of both. But deposits are falling like crazy. And it goes just on and on. It's a very bad scene for the banking industry. And so I thought it was interesting and worth reporting to you that what is arguably one of the largest banks in the United States of America, is expected to cut 10,000 people off the payroll on Monday, is expected to further cut a total of 24,000, which is 10% of the workforce, but that number is subject to change and rising as they conduct their reviews. Now, part of the problem that banks... And industry as a whole are encountering, they cannot find competent help anymore. They cannot find people who have, and in, in many cases, the most basic skills that any person who graduated grammar school ought to have. I found out tonight that the ACT scores, ACT, that's the composite scoring, the test they give kids that want to go to college. Um, the ACT scores here in the United States range from a scale of one to 36. That's what you can score on the act, anywhere between 1 and 36. The highest possible score is 36. I found out that the current average act score, ready for this? 19.5. That's like getting a 50. On a test. Now, a good ACT score depends on the colleges and universities that a kid is considering. For instance, a score of 23 on the ACT is above the current national average and will make a student a strong applicant at many universities, but it may fall below the average score for accepted students at more selective colleges. The higher the ACT score, the more options are open to a student. Here are the average ACT scores in the United States of America for the four sections they test. The four sections are English, math, reading, and science. Right? Talk about your most basic skills. 
In English, the average ACT score, and presumably that's a high school senior who's wanting to go to college, all right? So we're talking about an 18-year-old. The average ACT score in English, 19 out of 36. In math, 19.4. In reading, reading, 20.5. And science, 20. The composite, the average of all of them, 19.9 is the present national average. Ladies and gentlemen, these kids are coming out of high school and only averaging a 50, maybe a 60 on the college entrance exams. And in the most basic subjects, English, math, reading, and science. How, in the name of Almighty God, can you only get a 50 in math, reading, and science? And so, colleges don't have a very bright pool of people to pick from. And they are, you know, admitting people, obviously. But I found out that a growing number of colleges are offering to admit students provided they get remedial education before they come to college. Now I ask you, you're smart people, if you are an employer and you've got these young people, high school age, or just out of high school, just going into college, and you want to offer them maybe part-time work or maybe full-time work, and you find out by hiring them that they can't read or do math higher than a 50 or 60 on a, on a, a regular test, what kind of asset, what kind of employee asset is that person who you have to teach them the most basic things that they should have already learned years ago but they didn't and so these young people are getting into colleges and the colleges are having to engage in remedial education to cover just the basics now they're also exposed to college level material oh my god if they can't grasp reading math science how are they going to grasp the college material they're pushed through the colleges they're given degrees they get out in the workforce and what happens Companies like Citibank end up having to cut 10% of their workforce because the bank is losing so much money. I need another screwdriver before I head home. Drive drunk. And you will be the screwed driver. Don't be what you drink. Minnesota is serving up extra DWI enforcement. If you're busted, you'll lose your license for up to a year, pay thousands in court costs, legal fees, and higher insurance, and maybe do jail time. Amber, can you drive me home? Make your last call a safe one. Order up a sober ride. A message from the Minnesota Department of Public Safety.
back with you. So these kids get hired. They get into jobs. They don't have the most basic understanding of uh, reading, math, science, etc. They are exposed to college-level educational materials, which maybe they can grasp. Maybe they can't. They walk in the door and they say, here, here's my Bachelor of Science degree in whatever, or Bachelor of the Arts degree in whatever, and the employer has to sit across the desk and look at them and realize most of them wouldn't even get a 50 or a 60 on a math test or a reading test. And these kids think they got the world by the, uh, you know, the world in the palm of their hand. How's that for substituting what I was going to say? Because <laughs> you guys know what I was going to say. They had the world by the... Anyway, so here they are. These kids come out and they think, oh, they're all, you know, a gift to the world. And they don't know crap from Shinola. They end up getting into jobs. Now, all of us, especially me, we all make mistakes when we're new at a job. I mean, it just, it's unavoidable. We all make mistakes. That's cool. But these kids are generations that were brought up with participation trophies. Nobody loses. Even when you lose, you get a trophy. And now they're in a work environment, and when they lose, it has gigantic or large financial effects on their employer. And what's happening? Employers are having to say, you know what? The financial impact of what's happening in our industry plus the financial impact of the lack of education of our employees, these things, we, we have reached a point where something's got to give because we cannot go on like this. And the something that's going to give is people losing their jobs. So there are long-term and deep-seated problems in the United States of America, in the business community, that are stemming from the utterly failed public school and educational systems. Now, how do you have a country and a civilization when the people who populate that country and civilization are coming out of schools and so-called institutions of higher learning without even the most basic human skills. See how this is not a quick, quickly fixable problem? And as we see the economy of the country going further and further down, much of which is due to very bad decisions by the government, you then have to stop a moment and say, well, if these are the kind of kids that colleges have been graduating and the ACT score is now you know, the equivalent of a 50 or a 60 on a test where you would normally get 100, what does that tell you about the politicians, about their skills? Oh, yeah, all of a sudden it's a real eye-opener. Because you start to realize that these highfalutin, big-titled people, many of them, not all of them, many of them are actual morons. 
I mean, not beyond, I'm, I'm not talking about simply ignorant. I'm saying actually stupid. Incapable of learning. But they got a nice look, a nice smile, a good line of BS, and they get run as a candidate, and they get elected by the party machinery, and now they've got actual power. Except they're still stupid. See? So I, I'm not certain how the United States of America has a chance to survive as a country anymore. And it's not just the United States. A lot of Western countries are having these problems, and uh, Australia is one of them. Australia wants to now require, ready for this, a passport for people to use social media on the Internet. They want people to be required to provide what's described as 100 points of personal identification before they are able to log on to Facebook, Twitter, or any of the myriad of other social media. And of course, Australia is saying, well, it's, it's important to lift the veil of anonymity. Really? Why? Well, because people are out there saying things that are mean and nasty. Oh, Australia. The snowflake government. <laughs> They're saying mean things. <laughs> and if you then stop and realize most of these people got a act score going into college of somewhere maybe around 19 you realize they're stupid and stupid people what do stupid people focus on their feelings right because that's the only thing they know I feel happy I feel sad that's what stupid people focus on their feelings and that's how you get snowflakes Snowflakes are stupid people. He said something mean. Or in case of the Israelis, <laughs> we, we stole their land. We stole their house. And they threw rocks at us. <laughs> See? Stupid people. And, uh, worse... Macquarie Bank in Australia. They are the fifth largest bank in Australia. Macquarie Bank announced it will phase out cash, check, and telephone payments in the year 2024. As it transitions to digital only transactions. I kid you not. Macquarie Bank told customers that they will be unable to write or deposit checks. They will be unable to withdraw or deposit cash 
over the counter by November of next year, one year from now. Quote, between January 2024 and November 2024, we'll be phasing out our cash and check services across all Macquarie banking and wealth management products, including pension and super accounts, unquote, the bank told customers. Now, Macquarie Bank's announcement sparked criticism as another move toward a cashless society. Well, criticism, interesting approach, but let's face it, Australia seems to me to be going full communist. I mean, not only is their fifth largest bank eliminating cash and checks, back up for a while. Didn't they take away Australians' guns? And then, during that COVID thing, didn't the Australian government literally tackle people in their homes and on their lawns to forcibly inject them with COVID-19 stuff against their people's consent? And now they're going to track through digital banking everything that an Australian buys or sells. They can regulate everyone's everyday lives through digital currency. Now, I'm not an Australian. I don't have any business interests at all in Australia. But to me, the country's going full commie. So the education system is producing stupid people and the government is coming in with Orwellian or worse than Orwellian controls to control the life and spending and habits of every single person every hour of every day. It's turning into a slave country. Now, people who live in Australia, thank goodness, have a very simple and effective way to put a stop to Macquarie Bank going digital only. People in Australia should go to the banks tomorrow and withdraw all their money. It doesn't matter if you get cash or a cashier's check. Check is fine. But if Australians take all their money out of Macquarie Bank... Guess what won't exist anymore? Macquarie Bank won't exist anymore. They'll go belly up. And it is perfectly okay to cause that bank to go belly up and to make an example out of that bank that the general public is not going to sit back and allow a bunch of pencil-neck geeks and people whose education level shows them to be basically retarded to control every aspect of everyone else's life. You're phasing out cash and checks and phone payments. We, the public, are phasing out you. And good luck with introducing your digital-only banking because you won't have any customers left. And believe me, ladies and gentlemen, if only... 20, maybe 30% of Australians that have accounts at Macquarie Bank go there tomorrow and close the account. You don't have to demand cash. Give me a cashier's check. Give me a bank check. 
the bank will be closed by the end of next week. The bank will be destroyed. And it's perfectly okay to willingly, willfully engage in protecting yourself from these pencil neck geek retards that want to control every aspect of your life. And the rest of the banking industry, not just in Australia, but around the world, would recoil in horror if the citizens of Australia did this because the bankers around the world are all watching. How is it going to be received by the general public, you know, the masses who are asses? How is it going to be received by the public when we get to control everything they do? Well, if the example is that a bank went digital and the public withdrew all its money and the bank went belly up, that'll be the only answer the bankers around the world need to have because they will all know they're next. And that's exactly the answer they should have. People should take all their money out of Macquarie Bank in Australia. Because Macquarie Bank wants to control all of the things you buy and sell by forcing you into their digital banking. Just say no. Withdraw all your money from Macquarie Bank. It's that simple. And it's perfectly lawful. It's your money. Withdraw it. Go to another bank. I'll be back after this brief timeout.
I got to worry that some pencil neck retard in the bank is going to say, geez, this is the second bottle of scotch you bought this month. Uh, Maybe you're an alcoholic. Maybe you should mind your own business. See? Cash keeps all the pencil neck retards and the government out of our lives. I have a situation where some banks are blocking the credit card payments of my subscribers to my website because the bank has decided my website is misinformation or my website is extremist or my website has, quote, hate content. It's not up to the bank where a consumer spends his money. And the bank's reply was, the credit line is our money, and we decide where it gets spent. Ooh. So they know what they're doing. They've already formulated the answers. And I've had two two subscribers now close credit card accounts against banks that have done that. Now, I have, you know, many subscribers, not not as many as I would hope to have, but I have many. And this is not a widespread problem yet. But who do these people think they are deciding for some other adult, oh, you, you can't subscribe to that. No, no, no. We decided that uh, we don't want you to have access to that. Who the F do you think you are? And that's the situation we're running into now. And that's the situation all of us would find ourselves in if these financial uh, retards, these tyrants, these authoritarian scumbags are able to implement this entire digital currency. They would have absolute control over everything we buy and sell and read and subscribe to order online everything they would control it all this whole digital currency thing very very bad now it is uh, Friday night and there were two or three nights this week where I didn't take any callers, so I'm going to clear the phone lines. Let me do that right now. Okay, they are all gone. And I'm going to open the phone lines for a few minutes so that you guys can have your say. Telephone number you can dial, country code 1-201-771-3013. Let me invoke the obscenity delay because you know some people think they're smart and they think they can blurt out hideous hideous obscenities as soon as the phone line is picked up but this obscenity delay cues X number of seconds of the show in an electronic buffer which allows me to hit a dump button and dump out four-second increments 
So if a person goes off the deep end on the phone, I just put them on hold, hit the dump button, and then hang up on them. And this way their obscenities don't ever get aired. And with that, I see the phone lines are full already. When you hear someone hang up, that's your cue to dial, 201-771-3013. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Who are you? Who are you calling from? Hi, Al. How you doing? Good. Who's this? This is Mike in um, Miami. Hello, Mike in Miami. What's up? I haven't talked to you in a long time. Okay, you made a comment last week. You were saying that you weren't feeling good. Yeah. That you were having trouble with um, your heart or something like that. You were feeling not feeling good. Right. Okay, I'm not a doctor. I'm just an old blind disc jockey. But I think I think what it is is I think you're under a lot of stress. Yes, no doubt about it. And I have taken steps to uh, address that. I have turned off the anonymous user contact form on the website because people were using that anonymous contact form to send me some of the most vicious abuse imaginable. So now wow. that's off the website. And, uh, another qu- and I have another uh, put filters on email to simply delete out, before it ever gets in my inbox, delete out oh, mail man. from certain people. So I am taking steps. I cut out phone calls for quite a number of shows because wow. you know I just don't want to deal with idiocy. Right. Another quick thing. Okay, I go to my bank. I take out money. Would you believe now they're trying to say that if I take out money, they're going to charge me for it? <laughs> charge you a fee? That. <clears throat> charge you a fee? Yeah. To take out your own money? Right. Go to a different bank. Change bank. Yeah. Why should you pay them... To give you your own money. I know. Change banks, Mike. Got to let right. you go, man. Thanks for calling. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Hi, Al. This is uh, Gio from Pennsylvania. What's up, Gio? Al, I, I want to give my hats off to you. I appreciate and uh, I, I'm really grateful for all your reporting that you do. I know you take a lot of heat. Just because you're over the target, and when you're over the target, you get the most flack. Yes. What I wanted to say is I see things so clearly now that I'm a subscriber. Mm. You put out news that I don't get anywhere else, and that's why I'm going to stay being a subscriber. Well, that's Um, good to know. (laughs) Yeah, but the last thing I want to say is no matter how bad the news is, and I see things that the Palestinians are going through that are so horrible. I, I, I don't have an analogy to tell you how, how horrible these things are. I know. If you don't show them, it is so easy for the rest of the world to deny that it's not, it's, it's not happening because they have a, a pro-Zionist slant to all of our media. Yeah. So please, please show these things, no matter how horrible they are, because... Let these people not suffer in silence. Okay, Gio, I found a happy medium, all right, because I've been thinking about this all day. I've got one video showing an IDF soldier outside of a mosque 
during morning prayers. And the IDF soldier, he's talking to his buddies and they're laughing. He takes out a flashbang grenade, walks up to the main door of the mosque, pulls the pin, throws the flashbang grenade in, and runs away. He flashbanged them because they were praying in a mosque. And he laughed. You, so I'm, I'm going to show. I'm going to show that. I'm going to put that video up. I also have audio, just audio, no pictures. Audio of an orthopedic surgeon at a hospital in Gaza describing himself in his own voice the uh, maggots in the limbs of amputees because they have to operate without anesthesia and they have no antibiotics. So I'm not going to put the imagery up. But I'm going to put the, the audio up. Can I, can I say one more thing before you let me go? Quickly. It is strictly forbidden in Islam to attack a place of worship. So that's why you will never see the Palestinians attack a synagogue, even though they're fighting, fighting the Israelis. Keep that in mind. Geo in Pennsylvania, thanks for calling. Folks, we've got to take a very brief time out. More of your phone calls when we get back. Imagine if I told you that an earthquake was going to hit tomorrow right where you live. That it would be 6.5 in magnitude with aftershocks occurring twice 25 minutes apart. You'd no doubt talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you an earthquake will happen tomorrow. But what if it does? Shouldn't you have a plan? Visit Oregon.gov slash OMD slash OEM and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by the Oregon Office of Emergency Management, FEMA, and the Ad Council. See, I could get a sip of coffee and get that gravelly sound reduced in my smoker's voice. <laughs> and back to your calls I go. Hello, Cole, you're on the air. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Hello, how is Bill? Yeah. New York. What's up? You know, I was thinking to myself from what you just said that I can't even imagine how horribly how horrible it would be to to have to put up with what you put up with every day with all this stuff that you see in the world that I don't see and, and constantly going over that. You know, with me, I, I try to get my mind on things that are good, pure, virtuous. I'll, I'll watch either a family movie. It's the holiday season. Sometimes it's good to go for a walk, look at the lights, whatever. And thank God for what we have in this country because we truly are blessed here while the other parts of the world are in terrible shape. Yeah. But, you know, you really perform an important function. And, you know, to show you how important it is, Hal, when I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is I don't, I don't turn the news on or anything. I go right to your website because I figure if there's anything happening in the world, you're the one that's going to have it on your website. So I don't even put up, I don't even put this other stuff on. Yeah. I know, if you don't have anything on your website, I think to myself, well, it's a peaceful day. I can go about my business. Yeah. That's how important. You know, people call you a watchman. You are. You know? And I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to get that out. You do, you, you are, you are right, right there. Thanks so much for Thanks. calling in. Have a good night. Hello, Cole. You're on the air. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Hi, Hal. Anne from Wisconsin. Anne in Wisconsin. What's up? Um, who do you think are the bankers that are promoting this uh, crypto, this uh, currency? I um, think it's the Bank of International Settlements over in, uh, 
what is that, Bern, Switzerland? I think, uh, what religion do you think that oh, those I, people I, are? Well, and, Dan, and I mean, why, do you, why do you ask me such a rhetorical question, dear? <laughs> well, because the public really doesn't know that. They need to know that that is the Jews. Now, the late um, Tex Mars wrote many books, had a program. He stated that there, that all wars are started. There has never been a war that wasn't started by a Jew, the Zionists, and they make money um, on both sides. There was a question that you had asked the other day, why, um, uh, just an afterthought, why the, the rest of the countries around Palestine doesn't want to take the Palestinians in. And if you watch them or notice on the television, these people do not wear towels and they do not wear tablecloths on their head because they're generally Christians. And the oldest Christian church, as you pointed out, in the world is in Palestine, which was bombed and destroyed. So it, it has to do with those people who hate Christians and that the Jews certainly, uh, certainly do uh, because uh, what does the cross and the six-pointed star have in common with each other? Nothing. Which is nothing. And I, I want to thank you very much. I'll have a uh, safe and healthy. And in Wisconsin, thanks so much for calling in. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Hi, Steve from South Dakota. What's up? Hey, uh, I, I agree. You know, people that don't get an exposure level to that, because <clears throat> I, I don't have to. The, like the, the the people that have to decide what's acceptable on YouTube, yeah, swim in this stuff and literally need counseling. It's, it, I don't know how anybody can do the job. I I honestly don't. But you know, if if we disagree about something, I don't want to be disagreeable. And there are things that you and I disagree about. But I'd like to sit down with you about a cup of coffee and either agree or disagree. Mm -hmm. I, hurling this garbage at one another, or you're going to hell because you don't. That shuts off the next conversation. You never have it. Does, oh, yeah. does people ever think about that? No, that that Jennifer girl wrote me again telling me I'm demon-possessed, <laughs> Satan-worshipping Roman Catholic. <laughs> she, she won't wow. let go. She just, she, she's obsessed. It's crazy. I'd like to sit down with her, too, and show her a couple of things. But once they get to a certain point, you don't have a conversation at all. Yeah. But if you back away from this thing, yeah. if if you quit looking at it day by day and look at it century to century and say, where are we headed? Yeah. I don't see anything in the world that any possible combination of events that's going to keep us out of apocalypse. I think it's. I think it's at the door. I yeah. think it's standing on our sidewalk looking at us. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we are prime. We are ripe for it with the level of the lack of, the lack of intellect and the, uh, the legitimate, very legitimate fear that people in general public have of speaking out. Because, I mean, look at uh, look what happened today. Elon Musk, who owns Twitter and owns Starlink and owns Tesla, said something about what Israel is doing over there with the Gaza Strip. And Apple... Apple Corporation suspended their advertising on X because they said Elon Musk made some anti-Semitic remark. I mean, there are very, very real consequences for speaking your mind and for speaking the truth. So exactly. the world is ripe for a major, 
major comeuppance. Uh, in, indeed, I think it's time for every thinking person to go look in the mirror and say, "Self, what are your, uh, what terms are you on with your maker?" Because tomorrow may never come, and, yep. and I, I, I don't see improvements until this thing is all done and settled, and it's going to be ugly. I think you're right, Stephen, South Dakota. Thanks for calling. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Who are you? We calling from? Tom, Kentucky. Hello, Tom. How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, Revelations thirteen seventeen says, "The buyer sell you have to take the mark of the beast." The only purpose of that digital cash is to enforce that you have to take the mark to buy or sell. There's no other way to enforce it. If you take the mark, you go to hell. You have to have a way to force people to take it. The digital cash is that way. Mm. Excellent point. Thank you so much for calling him. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Who are you? We call. Oh, hello. Yep. Yeah. This this is Andy from New York. Hello, Andy. Yeah. Okay. Um. You had a story uh, last night about Mayor Adams. You know, having the in New York City having to lay off uh, a policeman, like reduce the police department yes. from thirty-eight thousand to thirty thousand people. Uh huh. Okay, because I guess he doesn't have the money to keep them operating. Yes. Okay. Okay, this segues into another story about Senator Charles Schumer in New York State. He's lobbying for $100 billion to send to Ukraine and Israel. All right. Does anybody see the connection there? Huh. Interesting point that you make. Yeah, I mean, like his own city and his own his own city and his own New Yorkers, his own constituents took a back seat to Ukraine and Israel. Yeah, I think what might stop World War Three is if enough of them, the city's mayors get together and say, "Hey, why are we spending a hundred billion dollars to send to Ukraine and Israel when we don't even have enough money for our own police?" Excellent, excellent point. Andy in New York, thanks for calling. Hello, Cole, you're on the air. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is King Philip from Mount Hope. King Philip from Mount Hope. Welcome it's to the show. Uh, thank you, sir. And thanks for all you put forth to the public. I think it's needed and uh, thoroughly missed from pretty much all other sources. That is, it's insightful, unique, and beneficial. Um, I suggest to you that uh, on the October 7th, I have an issue with the case of right. And that is, if there was a wrong, then there's a reason for remediation. If there was not a wrong, or if it was false entry was placed, then there is unjust remediation. Do you under, understand the line of thought? Yes. Such that if it is false, and that is my holding, because there are no autopsy, autopsy reports on the bullets as they entered the body. So they could very well be Israeli uh, rounds that went into these people in 
many circumstances. And uh, there's a militia uh, under the guise of uh, security minister Ben Devere. Right. You know him? Yes, I know of him. And this private militia is under his aegis. Yes. Was there any implication of that militia in this border action on October 7th? King Philip, I have no answer to that. I, that information is not available to me. Thanks very well, much I'm for calling sorry. in. Hello, Cole, you're on the air. Who are you? Where are you calling from? Good evening, Hal's Kevin in Ohio. Hey, Kevin, how are you? I'm doing fine. I hope you well. I'm hearing you. Yeah, what's, hey, um, what's up? Well, here's, I just called in to give you one to lighten you up. Okay. I, re I read what a guy wrote yesterday. Cremation is my last hope for a smoking hot body. <laughs> I like that. Cremation is my last hope for a smoking hot body. That's good. I love it, too. Man. That was great. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Good night. Good night. Hello, Cole. You're on the air. Who are you we calling from? Hi, Al. Uh, Broken Arrow, North Cascades. What's up? Hey, uh, uh, this uh, might answer uh, King Phillip's uh, question. So on Rents, I just came across this article, Proof Israeli Apache Helicopters, Tanks, and Troops Killed Their Own on October 7th. IDF killed the majority of Jews in the Hamas, quote-unquote, surprise attack. Um, and we are, we're already aware of, you know, the, the, uh, the Army and Air Force being ordered to stand down by Netanyahu. Uh, quickly, so, quickly, running out of time. Yeah, that's all I got. Have all right. Night. Broken Arrow, thanks for calling in. All right, folks, the outro music's going to start playing in just seconds. It's uh, Friday night, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? I lose track of the days anymore. It's Friday night. I am off for the weekend. Um, my son has been up here in Pennsylvania all week. He had to take a week's vacation. It was one of those situations where he had to use it or lose it. So we've been up here doing a lot of, you know, little things around the house that need doing. It's been really great having him up here this week. Uh, again, I am off for the weekend. There will be some updates to the website, but I try to take it easy on the weekend. And God will it, I will be back on Monday. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Hal Turner. Good night from Pennsylvania. Monticello, Maine, USA.